Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered, the podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. And we're moms to a combined total of 16 kids with two more on the way. Yes, we know that sounds insane, and it usually is. But we're here to share the tips that help us keep our sanity and to share inspiring thoughts that help us get through each crazy day. Uninterrupted conversation is foreign to us, but we'll try. And we invite you to join us on our journey as we find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered, the podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. And this is episode number six. Uh, today, we've got a really fun topic. But first, Bonnie, I have a question for you. Okay, bring how it. Many, how many months of your life have you spent pregnant? Oh, a, a lot. <laughs> uh, a quick calculation, I'm thinking probably like 80 months. So that's like mm. six some odd years. <laughs> solid years of pregnancy. (laughs) And actually, we're both pregnant right now while we're recording this podcast. That's right. So the seconds are ticking as we talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I've been pregnant about the same amount of time, too. So what I'm the point I'm getting at is that makes us pretty qualified to talk about pregnancy, right? I guess so. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In fact, we have so much to say about pregnancy that we couldn't really limit ourselves to just one episode. So today we're going to discuss part one, before pregnancy and the first and second trimesters. Things like what happens both inside and outside, as well as mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah, for sure. We're going to share some things that have helped us, things we've learned to avoid, um, as well as some horrible things that people say to pregnant women. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In fact, that's this week's um, segment. Uh, And since the things that people have said to me are not... um, able to be said on a family-friendly podcast. Why don't you share something? (laughs) Well, to be honest, I haven't had anything really horrible, some snide remarks here and there, but especially as my kids have gotten older, I don't go out in public with all of them very often anymore. Um, And when I do, I'm too busy uh, dealing with them to, you know, talk to random strangers. But I do remember specifically (laughs) when I was pregnant with the twins. So they were my fourth and fifth kids. Um, I was huge, you know, and uh, I would go out to run errands usually by myself because I didn't want to deal with three toddlers as well. Um, And people would say, oh my gosh, are you going to have that baby tomorrow? (laughs) And and I'm like 26 weeks, you know, (laughs) I was like, no, I have three months to go. And their eyes would get really big. Oh my gosh. And I'd say, yeah. And they'd say, boy or a girl. And I'd say, well, two girls actually. And their eyes would get even bigger. Twins. Oh my goodness. And then they'd say, are these your first babies? And I'd say, no, these are numbers four and five. And then their eyes would fall out of their head. (laughs) And I just have to go on my way while they take their job off the floor. But that was pretty funny. So I tried to not start conversations if I didn't have like, you know, 20 minutes of shock and awe to go through. (laughs) That reminds me of when I was pregnant with my second and I was actually overdue. Um, I actually ended up to about two and a half weeks overdue by the time he was born. And so I, (laughs) and so I'd have so much fun. People would say, Oh, when are you due? And I'd say, "Mm, two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) That is always fun last Sunday. And they look at you like you're a, like you're a ticking time bomb, right? (laughs) Please don't have that baby here. (laughs) They slowly back away. (laughs) Yeah. 
So before we dive into pregnancy, let's talk about pre-pregnancy days. So Bonnie, here's an interesting question. What will you tell your daughters to help them prepare for pregnancy? Hmm, that's a good thought, actually. I haven't given much thought to that because I feel like my girls have gotten a lot of exposure to pregnancy and to babies just by being in our family, you know, seeing me pregnant a lot and seeing new babies around. And so they totally think it's a normal part of life, which I love. Um, But I think that when they get a little bit older to see things from a little bit more mature perspective, I think I'll share, be sure to share both sides of pregnancy emotionally as far as being both excited and um, anticipating the, pre- the pregnancy and the baby and also understanding that there's some worry and anxiety there. I, I think that often moms go into it and expect one or the other for sure, but is, are maybe surprised by the other, you know, yeah. and usually it's excitement. Excitement is not a, not a surprising feeling. You're anticipating a new baby, especially if it's a welcome one, you're, you're super excited, but sometimes it can be scary to realize how anxious you are about it or the worries that come. Right. Yeah. Um, and then in, in especially along those lines in regards to birth, right? There are so there's so much stigma and so many erroneous thoughts and ideas about birth that I really want my girls to have a really honest view of what to expect. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like um, having my teenage daughters see me pregnant has been really uh, healthy and realistic for them. I think I'm going to tell my daughters like, um, well, besides common sense things, you know, obvious ones like avoid hard living and things that destroy your body. I think I'm going to want to talk to my daughters about what a special time pregnancy is. Um, there's so much that um, people just like, I don't know, maybe they project onto pregnant women, but it's like there's so much oh negativity or just... Um, is scared, you know, people, oh, like always telling a pregnant woman your birth horror story, you know? Yeah, what is up with that? Oh, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, to be excited about it. Um, And also, I love what you said about uh, warning them to prepare their body for pregnancy, right? So when you're young, you think you're completely invincible. You can do and eat and act however you want and nothing's ever going to affect you. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're 35 and falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, you know, and then all of a sudden you're prime, you know, pregnancy years and thinking, oh, this is a lot harder than I thought. Oh, I didn't prepare myself physically as far as good nutrition and exercise habits and really being in tune with your body. I think that more than anything in my entire life, uh, being pregnant and giving birth has been the most eye-opening as to how miraculous and also how fragile my body is, right? Uh, oh, Just yeah, have to take definitely. Care of yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but like what you said about it being a miracle, it is just amazing. Like every time I have life inside of me, I'm just like in awe. And I think I'd like to like teach my daughters how to focus on that. Like you make it harder for yourself by focusing on the negative. Yeah. So just you know, think about think about how amazing it is. Yeah, for sure. And that is so true in regards to motherhood in general, right? We can sit around and gripe and complain about everything because there's a lot to complain about sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, but to think mostly about the positive and the miraculous aspect and what a what a journey it is. I think one of the biggest blessings to motherhood in general, and this is, might sound weird though, is that um, so many women struggle with infertility now because I think it 
kind of gives society a new perspective on motherhood. You know, when, when our parents were young and having kids, it was just what you did. You know, I don't yeah. think people walked around talking about what a miracle it was. Maybe they did, but it was just kind of a, a fact of life. And nowadays I have so many friends and family members that struggle with infertility that it makes you put your own pregnancies in a much better light, right? Like I'm a lot more hesitant to complain about things or to gripe or to, especially publicly, because I think there are so many women that would kill for this opportunity. I need to be grateful, you know, and there's no reason not to be grateful. It's just easy to complain sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Some of the things we're going to talk about are, um, the reason why a lot of women complain, but, um, you know, I think we're going to be able to share some tips and tricks and stuff that um, have helped us be able to get through. Uh, let's see, what are we on? Eight and a half pregnancies yeah, now? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do have to say that um, I have this wonderful blessing of having a really terrible memory. I just can't remember things. <laughs> and people are like, how do you do this many kids? I was like, well, I just forget what the pregnancy and birth is like. And then it happens again. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but also once you have a couple of kids, it just kind of becomes this normal part of life. And it's no longer this, uh, whole big, horrible dilemma. And you're busy with other kids and things. It's just kind of a regular part of life and becomes easier to deal with yes. both the highs and the lows, you know? Yes. I love that. That's, that's right. Um, and for a few generations back, it was just a normal part of life. So we're just, I don't know, throwbacks. Are we throwbacks? Bonnie? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so vintage. <laughs> okay. Let's dive into the first trimester. Um, in some ways this can be a lonely trimester because, um, well, at least at the very beginning, only you and your spouse uh, know about the pregnancy. Yeah, for sure. And there's usually a lot of emotional baggage that comes along with that. You know, there can be anything from surprise to an unplanned pregnancy to, um, you know, great excitement for one that's been planned or worked hard for, you know, or had to go through infertility procedures for. Um, And then anxiety, any imag- any imaginable emotion can go through your <laughs> go through your mind, and oftentimes, like you said, you don't have anybody to share it with. That can be hard, right? So when when do you when do you guys decide when to announce? Well, it's funny because I'm a really loud mouth person who shares everything, but when it comes to pregnancy, I I usually kind of keep it close to the belt for a long time. Um, just, just <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> under the belt. <laughs> um, I think it's kind of fun to have uh, that exciting announcement. And I feel like the longer you wait, the more exciting it gets, you know? And then also, yeah. I think just like anyone, I'm nervous about an early miscarriage and I like to have things pretty well secured down before I go telling the whole, whole world. Although that being said, I have uh, changed my mind a little bit on that in the past. I've, I've read a couple of, of comments and blog posts by people who have chosen to share their news early and then lost a baby and what that means to them. And they've said that it's often a lot more, a lot less lonely than it would have been otherwise. You know, like you said, that first trimester is kind of lonely and imagine, you know, losing a baby is even more so, but having shared it before, you know, nobody likes to untell a pregnancy, you know, oh yeah, actually I'm not pregnant anymore, but it really brings us closer to our friends and family members to say, this is something I'm struggling with, you know, and people are more yeah. likely to reach out and give you help when you need it and be less lonely at, yeah. at that time. Definitely. Um, we've experienced several miscarriages. Um, I don't know about you guys, so we've had several and it's like always been, um, before we've told or before we've told anyone besides like, you know, parents or something. Yeah. And it is, it's isolating. Um, cause you, like you had all this 
ex- expectation and this excitement. And then like, you don't have to untell people, but then you also can't share with them right. what you're feeling right. either. Because so, you go from yeah, this huge like excitement that. to this disappointment and you're experiencing it all kind of on your own or just with a couple close family members. And that that's really hard. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, not like I would ever want to have another miscarriage, but I think I would be open to sharing it earlier mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you know, be, being open to the, the loss as well. Yeah. Well, and you know, I had no idea how common miscarriages were before I started, before I was well into having kids. Um, I just thought that, you know, every pregnancy was viable and then every now and again, this tragedy would happen. But it is hugely common and, and yes. totally normal. That's just your body's yes. way of dealing with a pregnancy that's not viable or that's going to yield a baby with a lot of problems. And so for us to talk about it more makes those who are going to go through it just feel so much better about their situation. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your pregnancy it, it's or your body. It's just nature's way of dealing with things and, um, right. and how much that can help other people. You know? And that's exactly why um, I wouldn't share about a miscarriage in the past because um, I, I was afraid people would think that I had done something wrong because, you know, that is one of the things that go oh, yeah. through your mind. Like, oh, yeah. What what did I do wrong? This did I fault. do something yeah. mm-hmm. wrong to cause this? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, to be doubting yourself and then have other people kind of confirm that by doubting you too. I mean, that was my fear. Right. Right. Which no one's thinking. <laughs> it's just us. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but you're right. Um, it is very common uh, miscarriage. And it's it's actually kind of like you do feel the, you know, the loss and the grief, but it is your body's kind of a victory in being able to um, take care of something that wasn't going to work. Yeah, out. exactly. And what's interesting is every time I have a healthy full-term baby, I look at this baby and think, what a flipping miracle that all those things, I mean, <laughs> yes. billions of cells and little uh, neurons and things that had to come together at just the right time and just the right way to create this beautiful, health, healthy baby. And I often think, how come we don't get more um, kids with disabilities or with, or with, uh, other problems when they're born. And I'm like, it's because of miscarriage because the body recognizes early a lot of the time, this baby is not, this body's not working out, you know, let's just start over. (laughs) And that's really a a really miraculous thing. If you think about it like that, it doesn't feel that way when it happens, but it's, it really is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk about ways to announce because um, I've seen some really fun ways. In fact, I really love the way that you announced your latest pregnancy on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. When you, you got to get kind of creative after it's been a while and uh, <laughs> you've done everything you've tried. You've tried everything so far. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing my husband said to me on an earlier pregnancy was, honey, if you project excitement about, you know, child number, whatever, seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. then everybody else will be excited too. But if you ex- express, um, you know, disappointment or, oh, here's another one, yeah, you know, everybody yeah. else is going to do that too. Yes, I totally <laughs> agree that. And I do have to say that even though I've been super excited about every pregnancy, it does get to just not quite as thrilling because you know what you're getting into, you know, like every baby <laughs> I have, I've wanted and, and been excited to meet, but especially the, the nine months, you know, the anticipating the nine months of being kind of cranky and tired (laughs) and large (laughs) makes it kind of harder. And so I've gone through the same thing in my mind. Okay. I need to get out there and project that this baby is as exciting as baby number one so that everybody else realizes that too, because it is, it's just that it becomes kind of more of the norm. And so you, you're not 
you know, it just kind of, oh, okay, here, another one. <laughs> sure, right. People don't throw you a baby shower for baby number seven. You right, know? right. And so you have to, yeah, I like that, that whatever you, whatever emotions you project, that's what everybody else is going to pick up on. All right. So internally, um, in that first trimester, there's a ton of stuff going on, right? The baby yeah. is like going from two cells to basically looking like a baby, you know, even though a little bit yeah. alien-like. Um, and and you don't you don't yet feel the baby, so everything can seem kind of surreal. You know, that first ultrasound is always like, what? There really is something inside me. So strange. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like kind of like being possessed, or like yes. you know, having an alien inside you. Um, so most <laughs> of your baby's vital organs grow and form. Um, you, you see that those later, you know, by the time you see the gender of your baby, which is moving on to, you know, second trimester, but um, right. it's like, oh my gosh, I know what that is. I can see those arms and legs. You know, it, it doesn't look huge <laughs> anymore. It's, it's a total miracle. Yes. Externally, what's happen- happening to you in the first trimester is like a little expanding, um, like all over your body. You know, you just start, your your clothes start fitting less and, you know, you're expanding. But it's not, again, it's not noticeable. So if you've chosen not to announce early, then, you know, you can just wear looser clothes. But you do expand sooner. Well, at least I do expand sooner after the first pregnancy, like the first pregnancy, that skin is getting stretched out for the first time. Yeah. And you it don't... takes a little while. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And after that, your body's like, Hey, I know what to do. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite <laughs> analogies, somebody said, it's like blowing up a balloon for the first time. There's some resistance, right? And then you finally yes. kind of pop. And then, <laughs> and then when you blow up that same balloon a second and a third time, it's like, Oh, I, you're already lumpy and <laughs> expanding real fast. And then uh-huh. there's a lots of other physical um, symptoms besides just looking a little bit rounder is that um, oftentimes nausea is really common in the first trimester, especially exhaustion. A lot of people are really surprised by how tired they are in the first trimester. And my husband always teases me. He's like, yeah, the baby's like the size of a quarter now. You must be exhausted. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) I am. It's strange though. Your body goes through that. I take so many naps in the first trimester. Yeah. That's usually one of my first... uh, first clues is like, oh, I am tired. <laughs> In fact, one time I was, I can't remember what baby I was pregnant with, maybe number six. And uh, I had, we hadn't told anybody. It was still pretty early on, but I was feeling sick and super tired. And one time my mom just stopped by without um, calling and everyone was at the table eating dinner. They were eating, I don't know, some healthy meal. And I was laying flat on my back on the couch eating Taco Bell. <laughs> The only thing that sounded good. And she looked at my family. She looked at me and goes, oh, are you pregnant? <laughs> that was so funny. Yes, I am. <laughs> so that, move, that moves us on to, you know, weird food cravings uh, or food aversions. Um, oh, yes. Smells are super strong in the first trimester. That was one thing that really surprised oh, me. Yeah. I went to the grocery store and the two aisles I couldn't stand walking down were um, the meat aisle or near the deli and um, yeah. cleaning supplies or pet food. <laughs> they just smelled so strong. I'm like, oh my God, I, I can smell dog food. I want to barf. <laughs> so bad. Um, during this pregnancy early on, my husband, um, he had to go somewhere on the plane and uh, he came he came back and um, I was taking his clothes out of the suitcase and um, I'm like, I smelled his sweater and I was like, Okay, did a woman wearing perfume give you a hug or something? <laughs> you can- and he, he was he was like blank for a minute. He goes, Oh, it's like five days ago on the plane I sat next to this woman and yeah, she had this really strong perfume. Isn't that funny? And you're like, Well, I know. Don't try to do anything sneaky, I can smell it. 
<laughs> buddy, you are not getting by with anything. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. So smells are weird. Um, even, even too strong, good smells. Just, you're just super yeah. strong sense. Um, other things that have happened to me is I always get acne in pregnancy, especially that first trimester. I'm like a 14 year old girl again. It drives me crazy, but I just, I just know I'm pregnant. I'm going to break out. Oh, it's the hormones. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And because of those hormones, your sex drive tends to go up and down like a crazy person. So that's something to be aware of sometimes too. <laughs> Just know that's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. And then there is some potential bleeding in the first trimester, which can freak some people out. Um, oftentimes Definitely. when you're ovulating and, and the egg actually implants, there can be some bleeding and there can be some light bleeding at other times as well. So it's not always a sign for concern. I think that that was one of the best advice pieces of advice I got. So don't freak out immediately. <laughs> Just watch it and call your doctor. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I have found a couple tips for helping with nausea diet for me. Like it, I, I know it's so hard to eat right in your first trimester, like super hard. But if I manage to eat right, I can manage my nausea yeah, a little bit yeah. better. And then um, I found like swallowing vitamins is super hard for me mm -hmm. in um, in the first trimester. But I did find a liquid um, prenatal vitamin. We can link that one in the show notes. Like at least I was felt like I was getting something down because sometimes nothing stays down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then be aware too that abnormal cravings like um, oh like the smell of gasoline or dirt, dirt or <laughs> ice. Yeah. <laughs> that, that actually might be, you know, something they call pica or which is an iron deficiency or some other kind of deficiency. So yes, pregnancy cravings are weird, but watch out for the really right. super weird because that might be something wrong. Right. I had a friend who would literally go outside and have to be restrained from scooping the dirt out of her garden to eat. So you don't want to do <laughs> that. <laughs> Just no. maybe, yeah, maybe have your blood work done. <laughs> Make sure that every, all levels are normal. <laughs> Yeah, vitamins are really hard for me too, um, especially ones with iron. So I can tolerate gummy vitamins. I love gummy vitamins, um, but they usually don't have iron. So then I usually take a liquid iron supplement in okay. addition to that. And that helps okay. a lot. Um, and then I actually have a blog post and I can link to that about dealing with nausea. Yes. One of my biggest tips is um, making sure that you have a simple carb followed immediately by a protein. So I, this took okay. me like three pregnancies to figure out. I would just eat carbs because that was the only thing that tasted good to me, but then it would just go through my stomach so fast that I wouldn't, it didn't have any staying power, you know? So something yeah. like a saltine to settle your stomach at first or a piece of bread. And then right after that, an egg or, or, or some beans or a piece of meat, something you can tolerate. Um, because then that will keep your, you full a little bit longer. Empty stomachs seem to be like the worst for nausea. Yes. <laughs> and then just letting people know both your, your other kids, if you have them, your spouse, uh, coworkers that you're functioning a little bit slower, you might need a little bit extra help. I didn't tell, um, a lot of friends until 12 weeks with my first pregnancy, but all my coworkers knew because I was sick. And, you know, if anybody made a really smelly lunch in the break room, I'd go throw up. Or if anybody, <laughs> so they needed to just be oh, more no. patient with me. And, and that goes a long way in just yeah. letting people know I'm going to need you to lower your expectations for me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing I was going to say is that um, we don't ever tell our kids that are like under a certain age, can't oh, yeah. keep a secret until we're ready for yep. everybody yep, to yep, know. Yep. That is a good tip. That is a good tip. This, this time around, I think I told my two biggest boys because they, they started to get an attitude with me. Like I would go have a snack and they'd say, I want a snack. And I'm like, no, it's not snack time. Well, you're eating a snack. I'm like, <laughs> 
okay, listen here, buddy. If I don't eat a snack, I'm going to throw up on you. So just leave me alone. And then they were they were really sweet about it too. I'd say, I really need a nap today, guys, because of you know. You know, and they kind of like being my co-conspirators. But yeah, for sure, do not yeah. tell your five-year-old unless you're ready for it. Everybody to know. <laughs> Oh, and I was going to comment too that you can find all these things that we're recommending in the show notes. So emotionally, um, in the first trimester, we've talked a little bit about this, but we're going to be feeling some anxiety, exhaustion, like we said, both physical and emotional. (laughs) And then excitement, of course. And then the feeling of overwhelm. I remember, especially with my first one, just thinking, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm ready for this. And just wanting to study up everything humanly possible, how to how to get a kid to sleep and the best baby crib. And I was just so overwhelmed with all the things I needed to learn and get ready before that baby came. So that that can be scary. Right. Definitely. And mentally, the, the, yeah, I was having the same thoughts that you experience both awe, like amazement that your body knows exactly what to do and it was never trained for this or anything. And then fear both like you you know does my body really know what to do you know kind of like these these two you know good angel bad angel on each yeah exactly (laughs) okay so moving on from the first trimester we're going to hop to the second and what I like to call this trimester is kind of the honeymoon trimester because it can be a welcome break after a really exhausting nauseous first trimester. At least that's how it works for me. Right around 12 to 14 weeks, I start to feel a lot better, not feel quite so tired. Um, And then this is the time that if I'm busy with a job or other kids, I kind of even forget I'm pregnant. Lots of the times I'm not really gigantic yet, feeling great. And uh, it's just a really welcome relief. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And internally, the baby grows a lot in the second trimester. Um, It grows from five to 15 inches long. And then from one ounce up to yeah, that's pounds. amazing. <laughs> and the nice thing about the second trimester is you hit that um, point of viability. So I think right around, I think nowadays it's about 24, 25 weeks, they say, is when a baby can survive out of the womb. And not like any of us want that yes. to happen. But when we get there, it's kind of a sigh of relief going, okay, even if something happened, if my baby came out now, chances are good, they could make it. So that's an exciting time. Yes. Yes. That is always a relief to hit that. And then that also means that because your baby's growing, you're growing more too. You start to show and uh, your belly starts to get a little bit cuter than just, you know, the burrito belly, like what I like to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oftentimes you don't need to announce at that point. People just know. In fact, this sweet lady at church the other day leaned over and tapped my husband on the shoulder and said, "Um, is your wife expecting? And he said, yeah. And then she turned to me and said, oh, congratulations. But I didn't want to ask you. I said, oh, you're sweet. <laughs> you know how to do it. <laughs> you never ask, right? Um, and then uh, you kind of adjust in that, uh, you know, dealing with this extra girth and, you know, squeezing through spaces you weren't, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think you needed to worry about before. Right. Yeah. And physically that nausea goes away, like you mentioned, and you have more, you're more comfortable than the first or third trimesters. So um, sometimes it's good to take a little advantage of it. Like if you weren't able to exercise in the first um, trimester because you just felt so bad, now's the time to maybe pick up and start. Yeah, for start sure. The second more. trimester is a great time to check in with how we're treating ourselves and making sure that we're uh, trying to get a handle on things before the, the, more exhaustion and, and largeness of the third trimester hits, but that is a great time to exercise. It's a great time to um, do shopping for the nursery and things because it, it's kind of surprising sometimes how hard that third tri- trimester hits you sometimes. And then um, it gets more exciting too to realize that that baby's 
getting bigger and closer to, to coming. Um, what I love is being able to feel the baby move around. When that when that comes, it gets so real and is so exciting. And that's usually somewhere in the middle of the second trimester. You can start feeling regularly every single day that baby move around. Yes. And that, that like that does wonders for my mental condition, like to feel, feel it move. Cause I don't have, um, the way that, that we do care, um, with a midwife, she doesn't have us do ultrasounds unless there's something wrong. So I don't have that, that yeah, look in yeah. <laughs> and see it. And so you go to the appointment once a month and you can hear the heartbeat, but then, um, just to feel it move like on a regular basis. That's yeah, a pretty awesome time. And oftentimes I forget to pay attention to it because, you know, they like the, your provider usually likes to know if you're feeling the baby move. But every time I do, I go, oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, you're doing good. Okay, great. <laughs> it's really exciting. <laughs> and what's especially exciting is sharing that with other people. So letting your husband feel, your other kids feel, they're never quite as excited as I am. They're like, oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> the little kids are. But yeah. uh, that's, that's a really fun time. Oh, no. Yeah. And trying to get them like by the time they can feel it on the outside, you've been feeling it for quite a while and probably trying to help them yeah. feel it for a while. So um, by the time they try- finally feel it, you know, it's like, oh, we've been trying for yeah, two yeah, weeks. Yeah, and- it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And then emotionally in the second trimester, um, there, there's really no way to say how you'll be feeling. I think it's different for everyone in every pregnancy. Um, your hormones can be all over the place. Someday you can, some days you can be super excited and some days negative as your body is changing, especially for the first one. It is so new. I remember thinking, what is happening to me? Like, I will never be normal again. And chances are your body's going to be different and it's never going to be exactly the same <laughs> yeah. as pre-pregnancy. But to but to yeah. focus on those positive things and, and to realize, yeah, but I'm bringing new life. It's a miracle I can do this at all, you know? Yeah. And you can also focus on like a better diet at, at this time too. Like also, you know, just like maybe you weren't able to exercise. Now maybe you can make up on your nutrition too, you know, get a couple, you know, sal- extra salads in a couple times a week or something to be able to maybe make up for n- nutrition that you lost in the first trimester, just even not even being able to keep things down if you weren't yeah, able to. Yeah, for sure. I always tell my friends that the first trimester is survival, you know, and some people have great, wonderful trimesters and not a lot of sickness, but sometimes it's just surviving. And if that means that you're surviving on chili cheese fries, so be it. Don't stress yourself out too much <laughs> yeah. about that. But the second trimester is a great time to say, okay, I'm going to get a salad every day now to make up for those chili cheese fries. <laughs> and you're, you know, if yeah. you're feeling better, it's like, okay, all of a sudden new world, new diet worlds open up to you. Oh, I, I feel like I can have a smoothie today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a salad and then chili cheese fries oh, for dessert. <laughs> so when you get to the second trimester, another thing that comes into play is maternity clothing. So usually, especially with the first um, pregnancy, the first trimester, you don't really have to adapt your clothes very much, except for maybe use that uh, elastic trick on your jeans, you know, um, or, or wear, right. you know, slightly looser clothes. But that second trimester, there's often no no hiding and <laughs> no way of making your old jeans work. So to look into maternity clothes can really give you some freedom to feel a little bit better about your expanding and changing body. Um, and even though it can be a little yep. difficult to dress a bump sometimes, it's also exciting because then you're basically announcing even more. You know, you go to the bank and people know, oh, she's pregnant. She's got that yeah. <laughs> maternity shirt on. You know, that's kind of fun. Yeah. And um, I like to do uh, like a completely separate maternity wardrobe um, just because, well, for two reasons. It's, uh, it makes my 
regular wardrobe more exciting when I finally get back yeah, to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I'm not tired of it because I wore it through pregnancy too. But also it makes pregnancy more special just to have these, you know, the yeah, special set of clothes. Yeah, when you bring out the old box and go, oh, that's right. And it can kind of bring back some memories too of carrying your other kids <laughs> once you've had one to think, oh, this fun sweater, that's right. Of course, if it does get to where that's yeah. the only thing you're wearing, you might need to buy something new. <laughs> I got to that a couple of times. Like if I see this skirt one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then there's some days where all you can wear is just pajamas and that's yeah. okay. Just stay in that's your pajamas right. that day. I recommend really comfy pajamas and then like a giant knit muumuu or something for those days that you just feel like yes. pants will just ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing that comes up in the second trimester because people notice now that you're pregnant is people saying just rude or weird or inappropriate or horrible or that's awkward right. things. And not only that, but inappropriate touching. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about an elevator and a pregnant woman, but if you're trapped in an elevator with somebody else and you've got a belly, they're probably going to try to touch it. And, I, I, you know, there's no other situation in life where it's appropriate to touch another adult's belly. <laughs> I don't know why they think it's okay. <laughs> Public that's right, property. That's right. I have seen a couple of funny snarky t-shirts that just say, yeah, private property, do not touch or something like that. <laughs> so why do you think that that, uh, that visible bump brings out inappropriate behavior and, and words from strangers? <laughs> yeah, I just think a lot of people feel uncomfortable around a pregnant woman like, well, men especially haven't experienced pregnancy themselves. And so they don't maybe know what is the right thing to say. And okay, let's be honest, um, pregnant women are sometimes they don't give you an appropriate re reaction, either a response like, you know, they, my husband will come downstairs and he'll say, oh, you look really nice today. I'll be like, shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> That's right. We're so emotional. <laughs> yeah, but I think they just think we're all about to explode. <laughs> They're a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I think, I think people sometimes are excited for us, but like you said, they just don't really know what to say. So I think that, that the lesson here is just don't take anything personally. Um, especially if it tends to hurt your feelings. <laughs> like when people say, wow, you're big as a house. <sighs> you know, you could, you could throw it right back at him. Yeah. So are you. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> just kidding. No, just to go home and be like, eh, they didn't mean anything by it. Not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Just shrugging things off. Because, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, people have said some really extremely rude things to me. And I think I have to keep the thing I have to keep in mind is it's more of a reflection of them and what they're thinking and their thoughts and feelings about pregnancy and not really necessarily a reflection of right. me. I just happen to exactly. be the pregnant woman that received their yeah, thoughts. Yeah, for sure. And that, that happens a lot in <laughs> announcing um fifth, sixth, seventh children too. People will say things oh, that I'm thinking, everybody, definitely. you know, especially like on social media, everyone on this post has said something positive and this random person just said something horribly negative. Okay. They've got some baggage. That's not on me. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thanks for your comment. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that wraps up uh, this episode on the first and second 
trimesters of pregnancy. And in the next uh, episode, we'll discuss the rest of pregnancy and the postpartum yeah, time too. Yeah, the exciting part where you actually get to meet your kid. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. And this week's Outnumbered Podcast recommendation is something to help you um, get dressed if you are pregnant or you know someone who is. So as far as shopping goes, um, I have to share that H&M is one of my favorite brands for maternity. Um, they're pretty affordable and they don't last forever, not super high quality, but usually in maternity, you don't need that. You know, you need it to last you for that season and maybe yes. one more pregnancy and that's it. And they tend to have uh, pretty stylish stuff. Like a lot of maternity stores you walk into and you're thinking, who is the buyer for this store? These are hideous. <laughs> so I love them for affordable and stylish clothes. Um, if you have a store by you, definitely check out check it out to see if they have a maternity section because oftentimes they have great sales because they I think they move the maternity clothes a little bit slower than the other stuff. Um, and if not, okay. they have an online store too. So I love that stuff. And then besides that, uh, there are a lot of styles, especially right now that work for pregnancy that are not maternity, like tunics and leggings, um, yeah. even cropped shirts with like a, a dress underneath. You can kind of tie a cropped shirt above the belly. That's kind of cute. So a lot of okay. uh, make it work solutions there. <laughs> All right. All right. And for me, um, my recommendation uh, is some of my favorite maternity sewing patterns, because as a woman that's six feet tall, I don't I can't really walk into a store and buy regular clothes. So that makes my maternity clothes buying. Yeah, you got to make it yourself. <laughs> yeah. So um, I really like. Uh, well, OK, well, there's a new website called um, maternity and they have some they have a lot of sewing patterns, um, maternity sewing patterns. So that's awesome. And then um, I also did a blog post recently recently on uh, one company, Hey June Patterns, and how their patterns work for maternity or can be altered to made, make work for maternity. And um, yeah, so we can link yeah, to awesome. that. That's it for today's episode. Stay tuned for next time when we finish this pregnancy journey. Thanks so much for listening to Outnumbered, the podcast. You can contact us at outnumberedthepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at outnumberedthepodcast. We're so grateful for our listeners and would love it if you take the time to leave us an honest review on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform. And don't forget to share the podcast with your mom friends. Can't wait to talk next time. Bye. And Bonnie, I have a question for you today. How many months of oh, your life? You have, except you have to say what episode it is. Oh my goodness. I'm going to start with that right at the top. Okay. okay. Take three.